Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding the joy in the journey of life. And in this episode, we have Nancy Kaplan Beagle with us. And the two of us are chatting about uh, gamifying sort of college courses. And I kind of love this this topic, this idea, because gamification truly does sort of stretch from, I always say, kindergarten to college. So uh, this is great to have like one of the farther ends of the spectrum here talking about <laughs> it. So, but before we do, this is Nancy's first time on the show. So I would love it if you kind of introduce yourself and give us a little, little flavor of who you are. Okay, I'm Nancy Kaplan Beagle. I teach at a community college in San Bruno, California called Skyline College. It's an incredible place to teach, by the way. And um, I am the journalism program coordinator there, which is the fancy way of saying that I teach all of the classes. I'm the advisor to the student publication and I'm a department of one. So, Whew. <laughs> yeah. and I've been teaching for um, almost 25 years and I still am passionate and love it. So, I mean, I think we, we are so lucky to be teachers. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I just wake up every day kind of excited uh, to teach, to get in there, to, to practice my craft, to hone my craft. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's it's refreshing to hear others that are feeling that same thing too, you know? Um, yeah, Because sure. there could be teachers that feel the other thing, and that's okay, and that's understandable. Uh, but it's it's definitely empowering to hear others that are excited yeah. and, and just connected about it. So, all right. So, what... I, I got to believe that you haven't been gamifying your uh, college courses for all the time that you've been there. So what, how did you get started? Yeah, so I've always liked a classroom that has interactivity in it. So I've never been the type of person to just get up and lecture and, and that's it. Um, but about, I don't know, I'd say about four years ago, I started to feel like, even though I was being interactive in lectures and stuff like that, that just, you know, we've got, we've got new students, we've got different students now, they've got different experiences. And yes. I just started to feel like something wasn't happening for me. And um, I went to my dean at the time and my dean was wonderful. She was totally, she wasn't blaming or anything like that, but she just kind of said, what can you do? And I just said, I don't know, let me see. So that led me that led me to um, finding out all this stuff about the flipped classroom, and I started doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I started listening to podcasts um, and doing all this like professional development. And I was, I mean, I was already totally excited about teaching, but doing that and connecting with other teachers through podcasts and stuff like that, I just started to get totally, totally excited. And I flipped my classroom, and then I read um, Teach Like a Pirate, and then I, that's how I found your book. And then when I found your book, I was like, huh, I think this sounds fun. And I'm not a gamer. So I just, that's really even better it. news for me. <laughs> right? I love it. Say that one yeah. again. Yeah. I'm not a gamer and I still am gamifying my classroom and got something out of your book. So I, um, I just thought, you know what, when we get in my mass media class, my dog is complaining a little bit. When we get to, when we get to the video game section of my mass media class, um, why don't I gamify that? You know, it's about video games. Why don't I do that? So I did, I gamified that unit. And, um, I remember when I first, so I didn't know what XP was until I read your book mm -hmm. and I'm not a gamer. This is my first time doing it. And I tell the class what we're going to do. 
and I mention XP and I have a guy immediately, he like blurts out and gets really like animated and he just goes, oh my God. And I was like, I'm onto something, you know, nice. because it was like, wow, he just got super excited. So I which I think like, think about like that story there, you know, like that there's yeah. this adult learner, uh, yeah. l like audibly enthusiastic about you, lay <laughs> like how you're going to lay out your course. Like that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, oh, I hope I know what XP is because you got really excited about that particular thing that I just yeah. said. So, um, and I did, I knew a little bit about it because I, I read your book. But um, so then I, I gamified that portion and then I, um, I just, it was so much fun and so creative to do that and just gave me like more things to think about that I decided um, I did it again the next semester and then I tried to do the whole semester, but I, I mean, it's been about three years. And so it's been kind of three, maybe two years. I can't remember, but many semesters now. And um, finally, not this past summer, but the summer before I had gamified the year, but not very well, like just sort of, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then last summer I just said, I'm, I'm going to do a theme. I'm going to do a theme. I'm going to do a theme for both classes. And I had this little kind of voice saying to me, um, you realize that this is going to be a lot of work. And I was just, I swear to God, Michael, it was keeping me up at night. I was like going to sleep and then thinking about all the different things I could do with theme. And I just couldn't help myself. I mean, I really, I couldn't help it. I had to gamify. So, so what's the, no problem. <laughs> I, I love hearing the sort of passion that you have and the, the experience yeah. that your students are having what i don't know like what was the theme that you sort of locked into because also yeah. i would imagine that 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 theme themes can totally help you straddle different things yeah. but at the same time uh you know things are going to look different like i said gamification works kindergarten to college it's going right. to look different if it's in kindergarten it's going to look different if it's in college that's right so one of the things i had to think about with it um, was that I really need to be careful in my class that I'm not just um, frivolously adding things in and not that in a, uh, other grades there would be anything frivolous about, um, about different themes, but I had to make sure that I could reach the learner who might be interested in a fantasy world, but also reach the learner who's like, I got three kids at home and I've got to get to my job, you know, I want content, give me content, I don't want extra stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had to choose themes that were, um, that I felt for my adult learners that would push the content forward. So I, I, I'm doing it with two different classes, a mass media and society class and a writing and reporting for the media class. So there are separate themes and um, I can tell you about what they are. If yeah, you, no, I mean, that's, I think what okay. we want to hear. We want to okay. hear what, what is the theme? What is it? Okay. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So the theme for my mass media and society class is, um, well, it's called It's Media Lit. Don't get burned. And um, it's all right. about media literacy. And so the theme is that we're in a dystopian world where media literacy has basically gone away. Um, and the government and other forces are basically capitalizing on the fact that we don't have media literacy anyway anymore so the kid the students are organized in resistance teams and their job is to bring media literacy back to the land and save democracy nice. so um so that's the one class 
And then the other class is writing and reporting for the media, and they're they're organized. It's called Publish or Die, and they're in um, like publication pods essentially. And initially, the theme was that because of all the struggles that newspaper and journalism are having financially and that kind of stuff, was to be the surviving team, um, and the winner would be like the editor in chief of all of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I've morphed that a little bit to be also to kind of intersect with the media literacy part of doing the job really well and credible journalism. And so their job is to get those skills. And then my, my fantasy is that somewhere a semester or two down the road that I will have these two classes intersect in certain ways where these journalists can help bring back media literacy to the land as well. Nice. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. That'll but like what I love... Summer. Yeah, but what I love about gamification is, I mean, it truly creates endless possibilities. And like what you've just described, I don't think can happen without gamification. Like I don't think these two classes would care to really interact. You could assign them some tasks. They'll do the the task because they have to. But it it won't come off the same unless you have that sort of authenticity of like this experience that they're in. They've they've bonded with some of their groups they're in and they actually like care to do both the educational task, but as well as sort of how it's been contextualized in your theme. And, and this is what in my world, like in my middle school classroom, it just lets me kind of assign projects that are there's there, they'd be impossible in any other sort of structure. And it's so freeing and it's so fun. And I absolutely love, as we were talking about, being passionate about teaching and waking up every day, this only adds to my passion because yeah, I can totally. I can literally like come up with almost anything for my kids and it and it can work. And you know, like obviously <laughs> you have to do it like you have to polish it and make it right, but like really all all the possibilities are there when you kind of have that game structure in place. So yeah, it's fun to hear true. you talk about that same kind of that same notion. Right. And, you know, just what you just said about, like, you can do things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So one of the things that's been happening is um, in the two classes, you know, I have the side quests. And by the way, in the mass media class, it's called side quests. But in the the um, publisher die, then writing a reporting class, they're called side hustles. Because I'm, like, thinking nice. about, I set up I the website that, that I have for them to be kind of like, this is your job. And so there's a company store and for the items and you know, there's human resources for leveling up and, and where they are on the, you know, their promotions and stuff like that. So the theme thing has been really fun to like, think about how it fits in with what it would be like to actually be in a workplace. Sure. Um, but I was going to say that like around the side quests, just to be able to just on a dime, hear something or see something out in the world around media literacy. And I get to throw it right in there and, it's seamless, you know, I get to throw it in there and they can do it, they cannot do it. And it's kind of amazing to me that so many people are, they are, they're doing all of this stuff. It doesn't have grades attached to it. It doesn't have some, you know, it has XP attached to it, but it doesn't have extra credit attached to it. So, I mean, that's been really amazing to me. That That, that is yeah. like the story that like, I have a hard time getting other people to sort of believe. Right. So I love hearing you express yeah. it because it's like, see, I didn't tell her to say that. And she nope, said it like, <laughs> like, cause that's what happens in my sixth grade class. Like when I used yeah. to offer 
extra credit enrichment opportunities. I'd yeah. get like two of my hundred students to do it. And now like in a, in a gamified sort of experience, depending on the side quests I offer, it can be anywhere from right. like 40 to 80% of my kids are engaging in these various side quests yeah. that I lay out there. Yeah. Um, and like you said, there's no like in my school building sort of gain that they get other right. than this game gain. And right. what I absolutely love too is if you structure them correctly, they are gaining, they're gaining what the course almost should be. Like, totally. Like, I, right. I, I almost sometimes wish that I could just sort of free my class from the actual confines of the grading and the regular like scope and sequence because it's like these kids are doing it like they're doing it the way we always say we want them to do it like right. they're doing it out of passion they're doing it out of drive right. they're they're doing it out of excitement and exploration yeah and like shouldn't that be what it is all the time like it's just it's mind-blowing yeah. I love it, it is and and you know one of the things that it that I'm aware of um with them doing these side quests so enthusiastically and so willingly is that um I am hitting up sort of this differentiated learning in the sense that I have, you know, I'm at a community college, so I have some students who um, have had, you know, bad experiences in school in the in the sure. past, or are very smart but are um, not not yet skilled in the game of school. And then I have students who, like I said, are working a couple of jobs, have a family, and they're reentry students, and they're super focused. And what the gamification allows me to do is that it allows me to give, like I said, the, the person who's ready to roll, like that person isn't going to get bored because there's so many opportunities for them to, so many challenges and side quests that they can go in and do if they feel like they want to move quickly through things. But the student who maybe is challenged by regular test taking or um, doesn't feel confident in that way knows games, right? Like my yep. students know about gaming. So for them, it gives them an like almost like an entry port point into the class that they can feel confident about. And the side quests, because they're not graded, they can kind of go in there and they're still learning the content. They're still learning what I'm hoping they're, they're going to get before they leave my class. But in sort of this, like, you know, it's just a, it's a fun way for them and it's not, it's a low stress way for them to do it. So yeah, I always I really like, like it. <laughs> I love how side quests. I mean, that's true to my sixth graders yeah. that it it's this space that they get to be creative to to ask themselves what little touches they could add to their project. Yeah, without the fear of like, well, I don't know, is he gonna like it or is he not gonna like it? Is it? Let's right. check the rubric. Like, well, it doesn't right. say we should do that, so should we do yeah. that? Like now, it's just like blow me away. I mean, it's kind of like the sky's yeah. the limit. Just like. Go do whatever you feel is going to do that. And on right. kids, I mean, their imagination goes wild. They do all sorts of really cool and innovative things. Yeah. And and the ones that are even more regular, I still say, like, it's amazing that they're doing that, though. Like, they're doing it, yeah. like I said, out of, like, their own drive. And just right. what does that teach us, too? Like, right. to sort right. of, like, foster a drive in us. That's huge. Yeah, totally. And, the, you know, so another thing, too, is it's allowed me to use certain types of tools that I think are really fun. And I I mean, to be honest, I could probably find ways in if I weren't gamifying my class, I could probably use some of these tools anyway. Um, I was listening to your podcast about Kahoot, you know, fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I hear you on that. Um, but I'm able to do other things in the class as well beyond that, that um, maybe I would have used if I weren't gamifying, but they really have a gamified element. And actually there are things that I think even if a teacher weren't ready, especially in higher ed to do, to jump in with both, both feet and do a whole semester based around theme, I think that they could still use some of these um, tools to give a gamified experience in a smaller way. Um, so like I use, um, and one of the things I want to tell you is that like in your classroom and a lot of your teacher's classrooms, you guys have your own classroom. I don't. So mm -hmm. that experience, that kind of world has to come through my website and, and the activities that I do. I mean, I have access to the campus. So one of the things that I do that higher ed teachers could do or anybody could do is I'll stick, um, QR codes around, um, nice. you know, sometimes they're in my classroom and. I don't tell them that they're there. They'll just have to find them. Um, I put them in the hallway. And my goal, I haven't done it yet, but my goal is to kind of stick them around the campus as a whole. So they might be, I don't know, down at, on their way to the gym and run across a QR code and have no idea if it's for my class or if it's random or what. But, you know, that would give them, I think, some almost like Easter egg hunting around, around the college. And then um, I use Metaverse. Do you know? what metaverse is i don't off the top of my head it's an augmented reality um like it's it's easy to build augmented reality and little gamified things so i use that and that's another way of kind of creating something in my class even though i can't transform my classroom um and i've only done that a couple of times but like it allows them to see things in the classroom that maybe I can't permanently put put up, but I can use it to create some of that, um, I don't know, not fantasy, but like seeing things that they wouldn't normally see. And then um, I use Twine. Have you ever I, heard of Twine? Yeah, I've used Twine. I love Twine. That's really fun, right? Yeah. Um, so and I mean, I know some of that stuff is really techy for some people, but I it's it's easy if you know a little bit about technology to handle those kinds of tools i think yeah i just want to jump in there and make sure everybody yeah. understands a little yeah. bit about these tools like twine is phenomenal like it's a yeah. free software you can download it and have it on your computer or it can be web-based where you just kind of write it all on the website super simple like blueprint out kind of this like branching architecture of like you could say conversations you could say events whatever it's like a choose your own adventure like this yes. happens first yeah. and then like what are you going to do are you going to go down down the path or are you going to ask him a question like whatever like however you write the story but then right. by clicking that button in this sort of blueprint map you know by clicking that yeah. one it's going to take you to this text box and this thing's going to happen and then from that maybe these three branches happen based on your choices but it's very easy to write that story um, you can share those too so kids can go explore other kids stories uh, I've right. used it actually on my website because um, you can export that as HTML and then yeah. I've embedded it next to just pictures of characters and this is the way I've gotten some of my characters to sort of talk and you can interact with them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. I've done it through, let's see, I did, um, it was kind of a riff on the original thing that I did. So I have this unit called, or for the video game unit, Save Game of Thea, and it's I wanted my students to explore, in addition to the history and stuff like that, I wanted them to explore whether gaming is hurting or helping. And so I kind of took them down 
in through a twine thing to kind of explore different elements of that from, you know, whether the government can regulate gaming to violent video games to how women are treated in video games to gaming for good and all the technology that is how it's being used, you know, to um, help heal people and, and all of these things. And again, I just don't think that it would be the same if I were doing this through saying, hey, read this, you know? Yeah. Um, no. So that experience, I think, is what makes it fun for them. So when you gamify sort of in that college classes, we've sort of bounced back and forth between your experience, my experience, and it's been this yeah. fun sort of uh, juxtaposition. Yeah. Uh, what what do you do for like groups? Do you like have them in teams? Are mm -hmm. there, is the whole class a team? Are there little groups or teams? So I only teach one section per each class. So they're, they're not, um, so the teams have to, I have to have multiple teams in the classroom if I'm sure. going to have any competitive space. So resistance teams are what they are called in the, it's media lit game where they're in the dystopian world. Sure. And, and in the um, other one, yeah, both both classrooms have teams. Um, and how that's do your been kids, really, how do your yeah. kids respond to that? They love it, and and it's been really um, great in terms of having them bond. The more they bond, the more likely they are to show up. And remember, my students don't have to show up, right? They have to show up if they want to meet their goals in life, but they don't have to show up. So. I'm all about building that community in that space, and they do better when they feel bonded to each other. Um, so, I mean, I've even actually, it's it's a good problem to have, but this semester I decided to give them XP if they wanted to, um, if they wanted to have their group bring snacks for the class. And they've been doing these breakfast spreads that are so elaborate. That, awesome. And I teach a 50 minute class, it's 50 minutes, it goes by like that, and I'm like, Oh my God, we've got a whole buffet going on over here, and yeah. and that's taking like the first ten minutes of class. So I just I have to kind of figure that out a little bit. But it's been so much fun to watch their reaction to doing this kind of stuff, you know. So what I what I love about that story too is, <laughs> uh, and I could do a whole show on that is right. sort of the relational relationship that yes. gets built through a gamified experience, and like right. that's just a good example of like. Yeah. The kids, well, I shouldn't say kids, the students that you have. The students, yeah. The students you have, like, just the fact that they want to show up, right? They don't want to, like, let down their group, their team. They don't want right. to miss something. So some of them right. literally don't want to miss components of the game. Other kids yeah. want to bring in that, that, that breakfast because they truly have sort of a, a bond or a sense of yeah. together togetherness. And yeah. I don't know, that's just... Again, we can speak to like I don't feel like these things happen in that right. traditional flow, or, or right. maybe or maybe they did happen at one point, but now that that traditional flow has become so the norm, right? Like they don't they they disengage from it because it's so the right. norm. Like you need to sort of spice it up a little bit. You need to shift yeah. it a little bit so that they're like, oh, this is new, this is different. Oh, and then yeah. they sort of show up and they engage and they're like, this is great, and I'm liking yeah. this. Uh, I always think, you know, they, they, they might think I'm crazy in my class because I'll, I'll play different parts on different, like, you know, my trailer or whatever, I'll do different voices and stuff, but they're not going to be bored in my class. Like that's my commitment is, well, I want them to learn too, but they're not going to be bored. That's they your extra commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so 
I, I think that's awesome. I also liked your sort of point about kids don't have to show up for your class because I often yeah. think in, you know, the true Dave Burgess sort of sense of the word, you know, where he says like, how many, how many lessons do you have that you could like sell tickets to? Even if it was 25 cents a right. ticket, like right. would somebody pay to come to your class? Right. And then his other way right. of phrasing it too is like, if students didn't have to come to school, would they, would they show up right. for your class? And right. being in the K-12 space, we don't really have that situation, you know, like, right. <laughs> but, uh, I often push myself to, to, to still provide that kind of experience. Like I, 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 I think there's a huge difference between like a captive audience and a captivated one. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like one's just forced to right. be there and one's yeah. like literally their mind's blown. Right. Like, that's what right. I want to do. That's my yeah, commitment. For sure. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, and I just like how gamification, um, it just feels like it intersects with so many of the things that I'm thinking about. Like having flipped my class, it gives me the space to do the gamification in mm -hmm. there. Um, I've, part of my professional development has led me towards retrie retrieval practice, and um, gamification totally fits in with that. You know, I mean, just... Um, that sort of, instead of it being wrote like, uh, um, review, just that I've heard you, I've heard you talk a lot about that, you know, like how you can take a review session and it, suddenly it's so much more, um, energized and yep. people feel so much more committed to it. And I, I see that in my own classroom too. So I just like how it can, it's almost like it's allowed me to bring in all of these things that I've been thinking about over the past couple of years, you know, um, I like that. So, like, yeah. That's something that we don't always talk about on the show. We've touched upon it once in a while, but yeah. you know, this idea that a gamified class is really freeing for the students. And we've talked about how like it opens their minds to things, but again, like it really frees you up as the teacher. Like, yeah. and, 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 it, and you can put these various things in your class and it all of a sudden sort of makes sense. Like it, it yeah. makes sense why you'd be flipping. It makes sense why you're going to do this project. It makes sense why you're going to connect these two college classes that aren't normally connected. You know, like yes. all of it right. sort of exactly. can make sense, which yeah. like, wow, like, cause that's the real world though. The real world, everything's blurred together. Yeah. There aren't these separate little buckets, right. you know, but for right. whatever reason, I feel like in the traditional model, when we do those things, it feels sort of forced. Like you are flipping yeah. because like, you are a teacher that just wants to try flipping and it's like, uh -huh. but like, where did that, like, what is the payoff for the student? How are you using that flip time? Like what's the gain? Like what's the, what's the right. why? And right. in a gamified class, it all just makes sense. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe I'm horribly biased on that, but like, that's just <laughs> how I see it. That's been well, my it's experience. Been, yeah. It's been, um, I just feel like it's been an amazing journey for me. And like I said, you know, it, it has been some work and I hear your guests sometimes say that, or you sometimes say that, but I think what mitigates that is that a, how it brings everything together, but also it's just like, it's such a creative feeling. So I don't care that it's more, I, I wouldn't even say it's that much more work. It's just that I've sort of layered this other layer on top of my traditional layer mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, so management wise and, and I'd be interested to know how you handle that as well. But like, I don't do the grading through the game, although 
they may intersect at some point, I have to say, towards the end. And how I've done that in the past is I have, um, at the end, if they have a lot of gold left over salary, they can purchase to retake a quiz or something like that. Sure. Um, and so the game, grade-wise, never um, hurts their their grade because, again, the student who has too much going on in their life and doesn't want to do it, if that's a student's experience, I don't want to force it on them. I think that's um, the right way to do it. I love how you're yeah. speaking about it. I mean, yeah, it should either enhance them, it should help them. I, I often talk right. too about like experience points. I don't like the models of gamification where it's punitive. You know, like I really feel yeah. like I I love the analogy that experience points are gained through your experience, and much like education, I can't take that away because today you're screwing around, like. You're screwing yeah. around. I can't say like, boom, I'm not, you no longer remember how like the, the causes of the civil war. I'm going to take that away from you. Like, no, no, yeah, right, like, right. you can be a jerk today and you still got all the knowledge I gave you yesterday. Right. Like, and I think the same should be true in the game. Like this is experience yeah. points. Maybe today you'll earn less points, but I'm not going to like right. make you go down from what you had. So yeah, exactly. On the other hand, I love this idea of cards and items. I got this from you and from your previous podcasts, mm -hmm. right? So I've created these cards where one is called, um, in the, it's media lit one, the dystopian one, um, there's world domination and that person can steal all the cards. I mean, all the points that are earned that day nice. and other people have protection cards. So if they purchased a protection card from me, you know, they're saved by that. And then in, insurance. In, yeah, insurance, right? Which, by the way, it is called insurance in the in the writing and reporting one because it's a job setting. So right. it's an insurance card, and they've got backstabbing and hostile takeover cards. So I'd like try to make everything fit the theme. That's fantastic. Um, but just to see, like, so that that can be like a challenge for them. But to to see them play those out, it's like it's not punitive. It's like it's they're having a blast. Yep. You know, I absolutely when, love it. When the first time somebody played the world domination card, oh, I know somebody had gotten, I have a wheel of fortune. So the person had come up and had done the wheel of fortune and had gotten the largest amount of XP that they could get. And then this person just kind of stood up and said, boom, boom, sorry. <laughs> you know? I love it. And it was like, everyone was so like, oh my God, you just stole all those points. But it was so much fun, you know? So I think so. on that story it's a perfect segue into our reflection time quote okay uh which is from george bernard shaw it's kind of a famous quote i'm sure we've all heard it before uh but it really fits well with what we're talking about today and that is we don't stop playing because we grow old we grow old because we stop playing yeah yeah so i have two thoughts about that one is that for my students you know college is serious business so you sure come into to college, right? And um, I love that gamification allows them to play. And um, I mean, they're playing, you know, that's what they're doing. And I think that's really important for them. And I think that loosens people up um, and allows them to learn better. And then in terms of myself as a college teacher, I think so often we think at our level that, um, I don't know if we, I don't know if teachers necessarily realize that they can play as much as as is possible and be as creative as possible. And I think gamification is a really um, great pathway into realizing that 
yes, your discipline is serious and you have a job to do and you want to get content out and make sure that your students are learning. But um, to do it in a playful way, I mean, here I am almost 25 years into my career and, you know, that has that playfulness has been why I, part of why I still love what I do. Right. So, yeah, I think that you hit the nail <clears throat> on the head. I mean, I think we we as adults need to remember, we need to rekindle, we need to, yeah. you know, bring back this, this sense because in that playful spirit is also what resides a creative spirit, a happy yeah. spirit. I mean, it's human, <laughs> it's human to connect, it's human to play. It's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's the essence of who we are. And I think yeah. sometimes in our frantic world, in our, you know, professional lives, we, we let that go. And yeah, that's not the right one to let go. So here, here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on Nancy. Uh, it was yeah. a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this and everyone else. Thank you so much for joining, uh, the channel once again. I uh, love having you listen every week. Please check out my YouTube channel for other, you know, tips, tricks, all sorts of things on there and that's just youtube.com slash mr matera and i'll uh, talk to you next week <laughs> <laughs>